Bang, bang. Word. Bang. Super duty. Those guys, man. Yeah. Back in the building. Are we the most professional podcast? I mean, we do what we can. Uh, besides you, know you falling asleep every now and again. <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody. No, we ain't perfect. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? But see, I was talking to my homie Speak the other day. Shout out to my brother Speak. And mm-hmm. we was talking about, like, being great. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was like, dog, think about this. I said, people fall in love with the concept of greatness, right? Yeah. But it's wrong. But like, you don't, greatness is just being good consistently. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, if you look at anybody that we consider great, it's be, great is something you put on something after a period of time. Right. Right? Like, you can write a one hit, you can be a one hit wonder, right? Mm-hmm. People aren't going to say you're a great artist. Right. They're going to say you're, that song is great. Right, right. But, but you become great when you write many great songs yeah, or when many you have good albums songs. Of, yeah. yeah. Of consistently good material, what you do. And and it's it's wild how deceptive it is to the average person because they think, I just got to make one great thing and I'll be great. Nah. And they're trying so hard. It's almost like, like we start talking about it because it was like the, the phrase making the perfect beat or looking for the perfect beat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're, I'm just like, yo, the perfect beat don't exist. No, because you always, you always going to make something else. Yeah. Perfect song don't exist. Right. You're always going to make something else. You're always striving to outdo yourself as an artist. And even if you got a great, a perfect beat, then what? Yeah. That that this is no guarantee that you're gonna actually make more great beats, right? Or that you're gonna have a successful career because you've had one perfect beat. And then perfect beat don't mean perfect song. That's a fact. Yeah, it's deep, man. It's deep. So it's like, yo, we gotta let that shit go and like start looking at the 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 consistency part of mm-hmm. it because that's the most cons- most important part. Right. It's like, yo, man, what's the difference between fucking rock him and and, and a young MC? Right. Consistency. Right. They both can rap. So are you saying that Super Duty Tough Work is great print? Yeah. Like, have we reached the level of greatness? We're fucking great. I believe so, too. Because we're good all the time. All the time. We have some great episodes. Right. But we ain't great every fucking week. Right, right. We're fucking good as fuck every week. (laughs) Right, right. It's always good. Yeah. Everybody, somebody's going to learn something. Every week. Every week. Somebody. Every week we we got Everybody might not. Yeah. But somebody is. And and some people think, oh, I don't want to do the podcast unless it's going to be great. Nah, man. You know how hard it is to be good over and over again? Very difficult. To show up here every fucking week and do what we do. Yeah. It's not easy. No. Every fucking week we show up. And we be happy. And we get down. We like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, feel good. Feel yeah. good about that shit. Yeah, but people don't know people because they won't get started mm-hmm. because they don't know how to. Yeah, oh, great. I want it to be great. I want mm-hmm. my podcast to be perfect. Yeah. Now we get better every time out. A little bit better, you yeah. know. But we always good. No doubt, you know. And oh, he's also talking about marriage. He was like, I was like, that's. I was like, that's what marriage. He was like, yeah, that's exactly what marriage is. He oh, that's marriage. Oh God, marriage bro. ain't great. Nah, he said, it's just good all the time. All the time. He said, if, if, if it's good, yep. Then you <laughs> be married be, forever. Yeah, then you be married forever, man. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, because it's good times, it's bad times. But yep. if you got a consistent, like mm-hmm. you know, you just right there in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Just keep in keep it pocket. steady in yeah. the pocket at all times. <laughs> You know, yeah, man, it, it can it can be great. It becomes great. <laughs> yeah, because when you look back on it, everything you've been through, all the stuff, you know, that have gotten you to where you are as a couple and as individuals. Yeah, yeah this has been a great you know, what I'm saying it's been a great life that I've gotten to share with somebody. That's dope. 
that's know. the way it should be man that's I'm shit that's kind of how i feel about a rap career yeah you know i might have a few great songs mm-hmm. i got a lot of good records <laughs> right right right, <laughs> like I got right mad good albums in my catalog right. yeah that's a great record but you know what king no crown is really good <laughs> right. you know what respect the architect's good too yeah, yeah really yeah chamber music that's a good one too I, yeah that's pretty good joints yeah and so over time, you do that shit for 20 fucking 30 years, yeah. you'll be great. Yeah. Someone will be like, he's great. Yeah. But all you, you just got to be consistent for good all the time. Consistently good. Mm-hmm. And fuck being great. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. So yeah, super duty. Super duty. The greatest <laughs> podcast <laughs> ever. We are the greatest. We have to explain this shit. Look, we're great. Let us know. Uh, that's that's we, so funny. If we haven't convinced you that we're great by now, then we've we've lost. But right. I believe we have. And even if we haven't, we know what we are. Nah, I mean, we're the shit. Nah, I mean, <laughs> straight up. So yeah, this week we talking about touring. Yeah, touring, touring, touring. Yeah, you're gonna be hitting the road soon. Yes, hitting the road. Fifty plus cities, maybe fifty five cities. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's real life, right? The tour there. Tours. It starts. Uh, ba- t- basically may 25th even mm-hmm. though those are the release parties right. and i got a few days off before we head out the next week um so may 25th and then we take off uh the 31st and we go on may 31st through august 6th that's real that's real yeah so real. all of june mm. all of july mm. and the first week of august that's real life gone yeah thugging it living life to the fullest Right. And after taking a couple years off, I'm fucking amped as fuck. I know you are. I know you are. Already, I would be man. amped too. I'll be oh, amped too. I'm excited for you. Almost three years, bro. Yeah. Like, what's funny is like, I'm amped and I don't even care about the outcome. That's right. when you know you amped. <laughs> right. He's like, yo, I don't man. care if no, nobody show up. Right. I'm in that space. I'm over there. You know, it takes some shit to get there because you yeah. be like, yo, man, I hope people come out. That's yeah. our number one concern. Right. I right. wonder if I lose no money. I'm over here like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just want to rap. Yeah, let's go share the music. <laughs> come on, show. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just happy about it again. I mean, you know, it's the, it's the, it's a blessing in disguise, man, to, yeah. to take time off and then to come back with a fresh perspective and be happy again. And mm-hmm. you know, just doing it with some new energy and a new record that I really like. It's like, yeah, let's go have some fucking fun, man. Hell yeah. You know, so yeah, we're touring soon. And so you can look at the tour dates, go to uh, printmatic.net backslash tour dates. Word. And then you can see uh, all the dates um, that are listed there. That should be current. If you're on Facebook, go to my Facebook uh, page, which is facebook.com backslash printmatic. And then, you know, there's like an on tour tab and then there's an events tab. And I'm sure your city is probably in there. Most if, likely. Yeah, because when you go to 60 cities, you're hitting a lot of goddamn yeah. cities. So, we're going pretty much everywhere. So if you're there, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, click going on the event. Nah, I mean, even if you're not, nah, I mean, so that the people, so that it shows up and Facebook can reward me, you know, mm. and buy your tickets in advance, man. Support the kid, man. We ready to go out here and do a great show. And, uh, you know, I'm amped. But this week we talking about how touring has changed. It's changed a lot. Yes, we've been touring since 2000, 2000. Yeah. We started playing shows kind of yeah. out of town on 2000, 2001. Yeah. And uh, then we were just like weekend warriors. Yeah. And then 2001, you did the real tour with Idea. Yeah. And then you came back like, oh, shit's real out there. <laughs> right. And then right. that next year, I went out with Atmosphere. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, shit's very real out there. <laughs> right. But I like it. You yeah, know, and yeah. we were doing that for a while. So, like, that's a long time ago. Yeah. 2001, almost 2002. 20, 20, almost 20 years. Yeah. That's a long time ago, very man. Long. So, uh, that we started touring. So, a lot of things have changed and so we just 
just gonna gonna run through the list of how things have changed uh some good some bad mm-hmm. and uh just so people can kind of see like how things change when you do shit consistently right. for a long period of time <laughs> yes sir even everything changes around you even if you're doing the same thing and doing good work for a long time you know the, the, the landscape changes right. and so uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back right. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk Talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. That record came 99, we were working on yeah. like 98, 98 then, mm-hmm. so that means I started making beats in 97. Wow. So one year after starting making beats, I did that record for you. Yeah. The chop, the chop for what it takes. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Um, fucking illogistics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Angel. Oh, yeah. bruh. Whew. Yeah. Blau. Bla- joints. Yeah, yeah. Some joints in there. <laughs> some yeah. joints on that illogistics. Yeah, yeah I'm proud of that joints, record, man. Because it's it was one of those. You we didn't know what we was doing, but right. we knew what we was doing. We just we knew it sounded dope. Yeah, that was it. It yeah. sounds good to us. Yeah, and, uh, check it out. Oh man. Yeah, that was a dope jam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So here we are, man. Yeah, man. Years later. Yeah. Consistently good. Consistently. <laughs> consistently. You know, whether we're great, that's going to be debatable. Right. But we want to just be consistently good. So we're going to talk about how touring has changed today, man. And uh, reason number one, mm. which brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> many, many memories. What has changed in touring is directions. Mm, Matt Quest. Yes. Back in the day. <laughs> When we started touring, venues would, when they, when they, this is how I first learned it, when they would send you your tour, your confirmed show, it would be Mm -hmm. like a sheet. Yeah. And a sheet would have like the uh, door time, load in Mm -hmm. time, phone number, your contact. And then it would have directions to the club on that thing. Yeah. I mean, it would give you four sets of directions from all the main highways and shit. And if you went to their website, it'd be the same thing if they had a website, you know, in 2001. And, uh, that eventually, you know, changed into okay. Now MapQuest came out, right. and then we were like, okay, now we just got to get on MapQuest, and then we this computer can tell us all the directions, and <laughs> even if they're wrong, yeah. because how do we get from the venue to the hotel? We yeah. don't know. You know, yeah. this is it's crazy because we would spend hours on that every day. Hell yeah, we would carry we carry the atlas. Yes, we had an atlas. We had an atlas in the car, religiously so we used a real map. Yeah, real to map get to, to get to and from places. One of my pet peeves of that era was having to wake up early every morning to go to Kinko's yep. because no one had 
internet access. No internet. You know, so no this, laptops. No, dog. no laptops. Hotels. This was before hotels had uh, Wi-Fi. Yep. That's how what you know what 21, 20, 2001 was looking like. Right. Like, it wasn't like it is now. It was like free Wi-Fi everywhere. No, and nah. you didn't have it on your phone, so no. you had to basically wake up and go to the only place in every city that you knew absolutely had <laughs> the internet. Kinkos. Kinkos. Yeah. And you'd be there at fucking if you had to leave at nine you'd be there at seven or eight yeah okay sorry fellas uh we got to go to kinko's before we leave town yeah you go in kinko's and you print put you you type these directions in and you get all these fucking printouts and you have them all in the fucking van looking messy from every fucking city yeah it was a hot mess it was man. a hot fucking mess the gps has changed shit so much like it's like i don't even gotta think about it no more right I get an advantage. It's like type that shit in. Do, 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 do. Mm. My brain. I just think about everything else but where I'm going. Right, because you you already know you're gonna get there. Yeah. And if you don't use the actual GPS, you got your phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just talking to that shit. I'm going to <laughs> the symposium in Cleveland. <laughs> right. Getting symposium Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's just dope, man. Yeah, it's different now. Very different. Yeah, like we used to waste so much time on that. Oh, dog. So much paper. And, so many trees. Oh, and let's talk about how getting lost was such a normal thing. Oh, dog. Like you had to plan an extra half hour, 45 minutes <gasps> in the trip for getting lost. Every time. We, All the time. We used to call Mike, uh, who, who tour managed us, yeah. Loopy Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Villainies used to call him Loopy Johnson. Cause he used to get lost and be looping around shit for hours and wouldn't even tell you. You'd be like, "Dog, have we just circled like, this past eight times?" Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> why? Oh, I'm lost. <laughs> he would tell you. You would, but you would loop around the shit eight times. And we start calling him Lojo, Loopy uh, Johnson. That is great. <laughs> That is fucking but great. But no one got mad back in those days because no. it was expected. Yeah, like you. You was always late to you, shows. You never been to Idaho. Right. You know, like, so how was you supposed to know <laughs> you were supposed to make a left there? Right. You don't know. And now it was crazy. Like we carry a, we keep a, a atlas in the van now just to give us a sense of direction. Uh-huh. But not because we need it for directions. Like right. we keep it just because like the GPS can tell you where you're at. But right. it doesn't tell you like visually mm-hmm. the big picture. Right. right. You can't see like the whole fucking map and whole state. Oh, we're about to pass through this city and that city. It doesn't tell you that. Mm-hmm. And so we keep an atlas just for that. Yeah. But not because we need it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, man. I remember Scooter was the first dude to get a GPS. Oh, word. Dog. I think he was just getting gigs to tour managers because he was the first dude with GPS. <laughs> like, who can we get a tour manager? Scooter, he got that GPS. Yeah. Dog. I was like, he was no from, map quest. Dog, he was from the future, man. He Step back into the past <laughs> with the GPS on some Michael J. Fox shit. We're like, what is that? He's all, like, oh, yeah, man. It cost it's expensive, but it, it probably cost him about seven hundred dollars. Yeah, back then. Back then, it, it was like some military type shit. Like, damn, mm-hmm. we actually gonna get there on time now. Yeah, we actually know where we going. Yeah, and the maps weren't always accurate then, but that shit saved so much fucking time. Oh hell yeah! So that's one. Number that's one. number one. So real. <laughs> So directions, so okay. Bring Num- back man memories. Yeah, number two way to gas prices. Oh shit, I just said it. Number <laughs> two way that things have changed in touring is gas prices. Dog, gas used to be ninety nine cent. <sighs> People don't know dollar fifty. Come on, man. We was sick when it went over a dollar. <sighs> I feel like we went on. I remember uh, eighty nine cent gas, dog. Yeah, like for real, filling my car up for ten bucks. Dog. People don't fucking. They know, don't. Man. They don't know. I remember we did the. Uh, 
we were doing what tour was that the 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 weight room tour me you one below prism mm-hmm. i think that was when it was just crossing one dollar uh-huh and we was like damn this is expensive <laughs> right how right. we gonna make money if gas is a dollar fifty they're robbing fuck? us right how dog right how Houseway, man, and back got, then we rented cars too. Yeah, we yeah. rented vans. We didn't. You, you didn't have a van back right, then. Back right. then we rented, so that added to the cost. Uh, the insurance would rob you, blind. dog. Like the insurance in the on a rental car was as much as the rental car was per day. Yeah. So it was, if it was fifty dollars a day, your insurance would be fucking forty, fifty dollars a day. Yeah. You'd be getting stroked back then. Now mm. it's so much cheaper. But yeah, man, the gas thing now, I look back and I would give my motherfucking pinky toe for a dollar fifty gas sometimes. Shit, for one ninety nine, dog. We went from ninety nine cents. We was out there like, damn, I can't believe it broke a dollar. Right. Man, it's gonna be a rough tour. I hope I hope we make some money tonight. <laughs> right. Man, look. A dollar? Dollar fifty, dollar yeah. seventy five. Come Bro, on. I was on tour. We were on the uh Respect the architect tour when that shit was at four dollars. Fuck. This one when the gas was just going insane that year because mm. all the fucking shit in the Middle East, bruh. I was out there every time I filled that motherfucker up, man. It's probably cussing. <laughs> a little tear just was in the corner of my eye. Cause your van's probably what a hundred fifty, yeah, hundred fifty to fill up. Well, it was a hundred. It was okay. at least a hundred until we got to Cali. Oh, then it was like a hundred plus. But it was it averaged about a hundred every time I filled it up. That's wow. And and for a hundred dollars, I was only getting like maybe two hundred. 225 miles mm. for a whole hundred dollars mm. dog it was insane oh. it was insane and i oh. was just sick like yo i'm never gonna make that money <laughs> so we we've seen the lowest of the lows right from fucking 99 cent mm. to fucking four dollar gas mm. on a tour and that, i didn't make a lot of money on that part of the tour man because i was just ready to cry every time i gassed yeah, up yeah i can't i couldn't fucking imagine it was so bad like brothers was looking at me through the window like yeah he looks sick <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a tear yeah they see me over there just you know you staring at your wallet you got your card in your hand but you don't want to put it in a card reader like damn it's about to get real out of here I don't even come out. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Three seventy nine. Yeah, Damn. man. We in Phoenix. Cali gonna be four twenty five when we get there. Yeah, bro. Cali was yeah. You hit New York. You hit Chicago. <laughs> right. You hit any of them big cities. Uh, you add a dollar. Add basically. a dollar to it. It's the same, man. That's oh, one thing man. I do not miss about the fifteen passenger van. Yeah. The gas prices now with the smaller van I got, like that joint for thirty, I can fill it up for like thirty five. Forty dollars, number mm-hmm. one, and for that thirty-five, forty dollars, I can go like 450, 475 miles. Yeah, it's insane. I've never toured in a car like that. Maybe that's why I'm excited about touring. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna make some money. Finally, <laughs> thank you, gas price gods, <laughs> blessing the I'm kid. I'm the bag. Yeah, I get to keep you know more of what the fuck I make. Mm. But yeah, man, that shit is insane, man. So like, we've seen it all. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Though. That's number two. Yeah. All right, man. How touring has changed. Number three. Now, I'm gonna let you say this one. Hotel prices. Hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. Dog. So, I was um, where was I at? I was out of town somewhere, and I went to a Motel Six. Okay. Yeah. Just went to a Motel Six just because it was the cheapest thing around. It was close, and. You realize how much Motel 6s have changed? Yes. Like, Motel 6s used to be, like, what, $30? Yeah, $29.99? Yeah, we definitely stay in some $30 Motel 6s. Yeah, $29.99? Yep. 
like now Motel Six is like fifty, sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yes. And everywhere is when it went up. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. We used to stay. I don't know if he was with us on that tour when we just chilled in like it was either Albuquerque or El Paso for extra days just because it was like two Motel Sixes across the street from each other. Yeah. And I was, they were like one yeah. was thirty dollars and one was forty. Yeah. And Groove was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the thirty dollar one. Fuck it. It's <laughs> yeah. an off day. We got yeah. two off days. Let's just go over there and hang out." And we just chilled. Like you could get an off day on your hotel, a hotel on your off day, and it was not cheap at, it was it was, at all. It was not expensive at all nowadays. You coming off? You coming off like seventy five dollars? Yeah, it's very real. Yeah, it's real. It's very Don't real. Don't be in Cali or oh. New York trying to get a get a room, a dolo uh. room. Nah. It's not going nah, down. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. That's one thing people don't understand now. It's like, yo, man, and and for us, it's not like we be in these rooms for forever. Right. Oh, we don't. We sleep. We barely sleep. We barely sleep. We get there at like we, we get out of the show at two, three in the morning mm-hmm. and we gotta check out by eleven o'clock. Yeah. So we get up at 9 30. If we 10 don't, if we got a short drive the next day. Yeah. So if we got a decent drive, we got to leave before this. So a lot of times we're only getting five to seven hours of sleep max. Yeah. And, and we for $60, $70 a piece. Dog, the rooms don't even look like they've been stayed in when we leave. Nah, man. And uh, yeah, that part is not cool. Yeah. Because I would love to have those days back. Right. There's still some cheap markets. Like sometimes you get to like like that that uh western texas area that, mm-hmm. that whole el paso yeah. uh area that whole like albuquerque new mexico yeah. you can still come up out there there's some shots in maybe like oklahoma mm-hmm. that are cheap but overall yeah you coming off like nah. even the cheap ones you like cheap nowadays is like 50 bucks yeah like 49.99 and you might not even be comfortable in there nah it it's ain't sketchy it probably, man. yeah probably Bed sketchy bugs and shit. yep mm-hmm yeah i done had some bad run-ins with some hotels some joints we walked in we're like oh we're nah nah let me go get this money back real mm-hmm. quick and yeah. tell them this is unacceptable yes sir but yeah i would take that back in a heartbeat yes sir so that's number three numero trace i would do one more i to take a break number four and this is one that's just got to do with the audiences man mm-hmm. how touring has changed there are more niche audiences now meaning like when we started touring there was a bigger distinction between mainstream rap and underground rap yeah and that was it it was just those two that was it there was no mainstream backpack trap music Mm -hmm. uh whatever the fuck uh lo-fi lo-fi there was no instrumental shit there was no like you know uh rock marciano no drums hip-hop it was not all these different subgenres of the quote-unquote underground but now it's like could people knew that what what that shit meant then mm-hmm. now it's a little more confusion whereas like because it was so synonymous with a sound back then right. people knew were more tuned into it easier mm-hmm. now it's it's not like the fans are not out there but it's it's different trying to reach those people when you're touring because yeah. you can end up on we end up on bills with people who don't sound nothing like us sometimes right. but that's because motherfuckers don't know that there was a time when we wouldn't even been nowhere near the stage with some of these motherfuckers. Yeah, like, like back yo, then. Back yeah. then it was just like it's a hip hop show. Right, you knew what hip hop meant. That was it. If it you was... got too many hi hats, you can't play the show. <laughs> right, 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 right. You using the eight oh eight a little bit too much to be on the show, dog. That's what that was what happened to you in oh one. Right, right, right. They would have never booked the logic with the super high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crazy hi hat beat guy. <laughs> What happened? Nah. Now that shit happens all the time. All the time. It doesn't work, but it happens. And I think it's because there's some weird confusion now about like what the genres mean and how that influence is getting people out to shows. Because yeah, there's no there's no 
like you said, people knew what hip hop meant. There's no concrete definition of what hip hop is anymore. You know, is it Drake? Is it Kendrick? Is it yeah? You know, fucking Takashi Six Nine. Is it you know Boot Camp Click? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is hip hop nowadays? Yeah, and nobody can really answer that because it's it's subjective. <laughs> That's so fucking real, man. And that that plays a part because when people are coming to your city, the question is, how do you uh, spread awareness about that show? Right. And how do we even know which promoters? Right, are best for our show when we're touring. Back in the day, it was this very small network. I mean, oh yeah, everybody knew everybody for the most part. But it's it's a little different in that there there's such a weird overlap. There are people who know about you that we wouldn't think know about us, right? right? And and we're just like, how do y'all know about us? Because y'all do that. But that's because of the internet. Yes, that they know. There's people who make shit that's completely opposite who fuck with us that we would never suspect because now the lines are so blurred right and and we have to i guess we have to change the way we look at it too because mm-hmm. it's like hey man it's not that it's such a there are motherfuckers who know what we do and fuck with us it's not like they're like fuck that shit they're like i listen to them in addition to this other shit i like you right. know what i mean so it's like i listen to fucking illogic and fucking i don't know gucci man or fucking yeah. oj the juice man sometimes yeah, i've met and it's those place it, it works you know what i'm saying i would never listen to them back to back right but sometimes i want to hear some poetic you know what i'm saying heavenly yeah. convol shit so <laughs> what up <Your> logic <laughs> yeah man like like for me like i um i did a feature with this dude for um it's a um what do you call it um 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 uh where the the building of the beat the uh where the beat builds and it, oh uh, fuck, what's it called? A uh, dubstep. Okay. I did a song. It's, it was the first time I ever did a song over a dubstep beat. Yeah. She got almost 10,000 listens off so hey, far. That's dope. And it's, I don't have any other songs with 10,000 listens. I don't think the <laughs> producer does either. Yeah. For some reason, that's because it's hit. a dubstep song, yeah. it hit because it's that niche, that niche audience. Yeah. Like, and I just find it crazy. You know, most of these people, people commenting like, oh, dude is dope. The beat is dope. Like, they just came yeah. because, probably because of what the hashtags were. Yeah. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? And it's wild that that's, that's how, that's how shit is nowadays. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's really dope. Because, yeah, in that, you see the opportunity now. Like, right. Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Am wait, I wait, missing wait, wait, the wait, bag wait, somewhere? Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me? <laughs> That <laughs> right. That's what the fuck is. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that? Hold up. Yeah. Like, All right. Hold up. Yeah, man. Nah, that shit is fucking wild, man. So uh, that's number four. That was four. Okay, we'll take a break. Work. For those who don't know, me and DJ Detox will be heading out on the Two-Headed Monster Tour, which will be running from May 25th through August 6th visiting over 50 cities i'm not sure where you live but chances are we will be bringing this tour to your city here are the dates and cities we've got confirmed so far may 25th columbus ohio may 26th dayton ohio may 31st nelsonville ohio june 1st Asheville, north carolina june 2nd boone north carolina June 3rd, Raleigh, North Carolina. June 4th, Charlotte, North Carolina. June 5th, Columbia, South Carolina. June 6th, Atlanta, Georgia. June 7th, Dunedin, Florida. June 8th, Cape Coral, Florida. June 9th, Orlando, Florida. June 10th, Jacksonville, Florida. June 12th, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. June 13th, New Orleans, Louisiana. June 14th, Houston, Texas. 
June 15th, Austin, Texas, June 16th, San Antonio, Texas, June 17th, Dallas, Texas, June 19th, Santa Fe, New Mexico, June 20th, Flagstaff, Arizona, June 21st, Las Vegas, Nevada, June 23rd, Santa Cruz, California, June 24th, Berkeley, California, June 26th, Stockton, California, June 27th, Sacramento, California, June 28th, State Line, Nevada, or Lake Tahoe, June 29th, Salt Lake City, Utah, June 30th, Idaho Falls, Idaho, July 1st, Boise, Idaho, July 2nd, Portland, Oregon, July 3rd, Bend, Oregon, July 4th, Hood River, Oregon, July 5th, Seattle, Washington, July 6th, Spokane, Washington, July 7th, Nelson, BC, July 8th, Calgary, Alberta, July 10th, Great Falls, Montana, July 12th, Denver, Colorado, July 13th, Tulsa, Oklahoma, July 14th, Kansas City, Missouri, July 15th, Lincoln, Nebraska, July 16th, Columbia, Missouri, July 17th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, July 18th, Traverse City, Michigan, July 19th, Ann Arbor, Michigan, July 20th, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, July 21st, Minneapolis, Minnesota, July 22nd, Duluth, Minnesota, July 26th, Evansville, Indiana, July 27th, back in Dayton, Ohio, July 28th, Columbus, Ohio, at the 2x2 Fest, July 30th, Portland, Maine, July 31st, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There will be one more additional week that we're adding and some dates that we're adding right now, but right now, this is what we got confirmed. Uh, for more information or to buy tickets on these tour dates, please visit printmatic.net backslash tour dates. Again, that's printmatic.net backslash tour dates. If you listen to this podcast, come check out one of the shows and introduce yourself. I will see y'all there. Now back to the show. Mind. <laughs> Explosion. Yeah. Fucking blown, man. Okay. Yeah, back to this shit. Numero five. Number five. Man, this is one that has impacted us both greatly. Mm-hmm. How touring has, has changed. And that is the food. Yeah, we don't eat as much bullshit. We've come a long way, brother. Very long way. <laughs> I was just listening to um, one of the episodes, the, um, the episode um, How to Travel Without Killing Yourself or Someone Else. Yeah. I listened to that whole episode today because uh, the cat was asking us about doing yeah. 10 tips for um, tour. And dog. We talk, you, you was talking about me eating chicken at night yeah. in the morning or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you was on that. I was like, yeah, I remember those days. Like, I would get. <laughs> you was eating I horribly. was eating horribly. I was eating like fucking gas station hot dogs oh, and yeah. shit. All the time. Oh, bro. It was so bad. <laughs> I know. Like, you can't get. You can't get me to fuck with that shit now. No, nah, that shit. Not even in my. It, not even not on tour. The not thought in, of eating oh. a, a gas station hot dog. Or some gas station chicken at eight o'clock in the morning is just like repulsive. Just period. Me. It's like, dog, I'm not no. I'm nah, fam. nah. I will starve. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a loaf of bread. We right. better than that, man. Yeah, we better than that. Yeah, man. Like eating definitely is is a huge <laughs> difference. Huge game changer. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I I was I, we all used to eat the same shit. Yeah. So like all those years of touring, we eventually were just like we all kind of changed at different times. Like you're now coming around. Like what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> right. I was tripping on that tour. Right. But you know the thing about touring, it pushes you to. To eat what's there yeah what's available and it's hard to have the discipline once you get out there to change those habits right so for mm-hmm. me 
I had to change at home mm-hmm. so that when I went on a tour, I could keep things up because yeah. otherwise it was always too difficult to eat, to be all picky when you ain't got no selections. Like, how are you going to be picky when you choose it between KFC, Taco Bell, right. and Taco John's? Right, right. Like, are you really, do you really have options? <laughs> right, no. Nah. You really don't. And uh, through the years, as we've gotten older, we've all gotten better about what we eat. Mm-hmm. And that, that impacted for me on those tours, that especially that tour, that was, that was like the... Uh, the Bimba Don't Break tour. That yeah. was when I was just starting to get it together. Yeah. That helped me have the energy to play because I was playing really long sets on that tour. I yeah, feel like I was playing like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, you know? and I had mad energy. Mm-hmm. We were driving everything. I was just like, yeah, I was I was rocking. But I think a lot of it had to do with my eating habits. Yeah, because that was the first tour we actually started going to the grocery store. Yes. And getting like trail mixes. Yes. And, you know, nuts and fruit and all that shit yes bro sandwiches making sandwiches Come and shit on, man it, it's changed so that's changed so like back in um 2000 2001 we was eating like motherfucking scavengers like a bunch yeah, of raccoons and shit we was eating anything we were just eating whatever whatever we get our hands <laughs> on raccoon status man. and i think also the alcohol played a part in that totally because when you wake up and you got you hung the fuck over. Yeah. You just want something greasy to fucking you know what I'm saying some Very bread true. to soak up the alcohol because you got to play tonight. Very true. You know what I'm saying. So we was just eating whatever we could get our fucking hands on that we knew would counter the alcohol shit it's very true yeah and i mean if we count alcohol that counts as a food too yeah if you look at how we've talked about it many times in this podcast how much we used to drink when we tour versus now it's yeah. a whole different experience now. oh it's completely different because like, you don't drink at all no nah. i barely drink yeah when i'm at, when i'm at shows like i don't until after i perform then yeah. i might turn up you know what i'm saying but <laughs> but pre-show pre-performance i might have a shot and right. a beer you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm nowhere near drunk right. when I get on stage these days. Back then, yeah, we didn't give up. And we uh, used to you used to forget a lot of lyrics, a lot of lyrics, get a lot of get mad at crowds, yeah, a lot of arguments, <laughs> altercations and whatnot with right, the fans right. over bullshit we was doing over dumb shit because we was fucked yeah, up. Yeah, wasn't selling merch like we should have. Nope, and so, we was too busy. We was too busy doing all kind of extra shit. <laughs> yes, like we wasn't thinking business. We went nothing to do with the show. Yeah, uh, let money just slide. Just like, slide. Hold away. on, man. I'll be there in a minute, man. I'll send you CD when I get there, dog. Yeah. Like, we was just neglecting everything, man. And now it's like the experience is so much better now. So oh, it's yeah. like some some things have changed. It was crazy because this list is reminding me. Like mm-hmm. some things have changed, but some things have totally like changed for the better. Oh yeah, which is dope. And that's one like not drinking, not being hungover mm-hmm. means that I mean I wouldn't be doing these nine ten week tours right if we were drinking like we used to back. Oh in the day. hell no, no way you could. A month was the most we could drinking do. Drinking and eating like we <laughs> yeah. used to. Because the energy wouldn't be there. You'd be all lethargic. Yeah. You know, stomach hurting all the time. Yeah, it'd be horrible. Yeah, man. So now, number, that was number five? Yeah, number five. Okay, number six, man. How touring has changed. And uh, I'm going to let you do this one, man. I'll man. let you go in because I know this one is close to your heart. Everybody <laughs> raps and there ain't no fans. Yeah. Everybody, because it's back in the day, just like we said before, like you say hip hop. Yeah. You could get 50 to 100 people in a room. Straight up. In any city. Yeah, straight up. And people just knew that it was going to be some shit that was dope. Right. They just The knew. brand was stronger then. Right. Right. And it now, was clearly defined. Now everybody raps. Yeah. So nobody wants to come see another rapper perform unless they're on the bill. And then when they're on the bill, they don't do what they're supposed to do. They don't bring nobody. They don't, <laughs> got, they don't got no fans. You know what I'm saying? They don't come to sound check. They whack. Say it with your chest. <laughs> you Say know what I'm saying? Man, it's so, it's so real nowadays because 
back back in the day when we we could do short tours and really come home with some money. Yeah, you know because we we could go any city that we went to. Fifty to one hundred would come out no matter what night of the week it was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like. <laughs> And now it's it's fucking struggle gate to fucking get people to pay five dollars <laughs> to come see some shit that they ain't never gonna see again. <laughs> it's frustrating, oh, dog. Obviously, obviously it's frustrating. But man, like motherfuckers will not like it, you put you do a five dollar door. Was it? Yeah, I, I my one and only time doing a five dollar doors was that weight room tour back in mm-hmm, yeah. uh, two thousand and three or whatever two thousand two two thousand three being in prison, and I immediately regretted that shit. By right, because like, damn, yeah, if we did ten dog. We could have did ten. We could have probably did fifteen back then. Uh, but it, it's crazy because yeah, I remember my booking agent was like, "You sure?" I was like, "Yeah, just leave it five. I'll make enough. It's no problem." Mm-hmm. And then I started looking like, "Yo, everybody here would have paid seven or eight. Yeah. You know, they probably would have paid, paid ten, and they would have loved it just the same. And me thinking that, oh yeah, this is gonna bring out uh, more people. people, and I'm doing this for my fans. It's like, yo, man, you're hurting yourself by doing this. So don't do it if you if you know that you're gonna be hurt by making that decision. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You yeah. know what I mean? If you do it only if you're willing to sacrifice that shit. And a yeah. five dollar door is a sacrifice because there's the costs are built in. Right. They don't know the sound man gonna cost. The doorman yeah. costs money. Yeah. Promo flyers cost money. Cost yeah. you guys to get there. Yeah. You need to have room. Yeah. It ain't thirty dollars no more. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I mean, it's sixty dollars, seventy dollars. So it costs you money to, to be there. And so you can't, you can't cripple your main sense of income, man. Yeah. But yeah, that that shit goes along with it. I think it's one of those things where we have to. And one thing I've done that you know we always talked about is that the longer we go the more I pick and choose my spots Mm -hmm. because of the reality that there are so many people doing this, the reality that not even just in terms of competition, Mm -hmm. but you have competition on one hand, but then you also have the saturation of the market. Right. Right. So those are two things that can really fuck you up Mm -hmm. an oversaturated market. And then there's a a competitive market in general, which is always the reality. Right. Right. So my solution over the years has always been to like play less, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm active with my music, right. But I don't, and I, granted, I was touring every year for, you know, five years, once a year, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like doing follow up tours. No right. one saw me in Cleveland twice in a year. Right. And no one saw me in Columbus twice in a year. Right. And I haven't played Columbus in like a couple years. You know, I played soul position shows like every other summer, but people know I hadn't played a solo show here in a minute. Yeah. And so um, but a lot of that has been my response to the realities that you're talking about. Yeah, because every time now when you play it's an event. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I'll see him next time. Right. That's what it's got to be. Or yeah. else you just can't. Uh, you can't make no money. No, you can't. And you you end up contributing to the same thing that you're yeah. complaining about. Right. right. Like you, you can't overfish the watering hole. Right. As I like to say, right. you know, you got to everything we do. Rap is a fucking watering hole, man. Mm-hmm. And it's a pond and we got to cultivate it. And we got to make sure the fish are raised properly. We One day we want to be able to fish that shit. Hell yeah. But if motherfuckers overfish, no one gets to eat. Nope. You know, so never overfish the motherfucking watering hole, man. Yes, sir. And uh, what number is that? That's number, that number six. Number six. Okay. So shit, we got. Uh, yeah, we'll do one more and take a break. So this is something that's changed in touring that I like a lot. I love this part. This is networking is easier so much easier networking is easier now back in the day the only place that was consistent was like myspace mm-hmm. where you could find connections find shows i used to find so many shows and weeklies and monthlies that mm-hmm. we played at yeah just via searching 
underground hip hop in Tennessee, you know what I mean, yeah. or Memphis. Yeah. And motherfuckers would come up, and it would always be the people who did what we did yeah. in every fucking city, yeah. right? It wouldn't be a gang of them, but you could find the motherfuckers. Searching was so much easier then. Right. Now it's a little difficult because it's niche. It's niche now, right? It's just so, but but it's but there's more mm-hmm. because now searching has gotten so much more sophisticated. <laughs> right. You find it flyers that are fucking old. You find it old shows. You can find show reviews. You can find old event pages mm-hmm. on Facebook from a that clubs have had before and you can search there's so many different ways that it's different because back then it was definitely word of mouth mm-hmm. and we had a little bit of the internet and finding shows right. now you can use the internet primarily to find connections yeah, for playing shows yeah. and, and that can keep you more active as touring whereas before you know i had a booking agent back then and i didn't have one and when i didn't have one that's when i learned how to find people yeah. you know in, in cities that i was looking for and now that process is just on steroids, man. Oh yeah, because I mean, because I mean, just looking how you book most of this tour, you just put a couple posts up on Facebook, Twitter. You know, yeah. hit, hit me up if you want me to come to your city. <laughs> right. You know, hit me up with a promoter's name. Yeah. Boom, sixty cities. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I have a booking agent, but it's, but I still do my part. You right. know what I'm saying? Because right. I'm like, yo, I know that I know some people who are not plugged into what I'm doing in terms of like my booking agent and mm-hmm. all that. So it's like, okay. The kind of places I want to play, I know some people plugged in. So let me just make this post right. and see what the people got. I'm going to put this energy out there and see who will come back. And it always comes back great now. Yeah, It always fucking comes back great. But I think it's just because now everything is so much bigger. There's more. Yeah. Like you're saying, there's more people doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more competition. It's more oversaturation. But there's more opportunities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean we make more money. Right. But there's more people doing things now true which is encouraging it and so you have more potential to meet people online truth so that's number seven yeah okay we'll take a break to all the listeners of the super duty tough work podcast this is blueprint here to announce that i have a brand new album titled two-headed monster that will be available on may 22nd 2018 on weightless recordings The album is produced entirely by yours truly and features guest appearances from a few people that I've wanted to collaborate with for a long time, like Slug of Atmosphere, AC Alone, Mr. Liff, Wordsworth, Superstition, and High Slow. Two-Headed Monster will be the first full-length album that I've released since we've been doing this podcast. So to everybody that listens to us every week and is inspired by or helped by what we do here, I'm asking you to support me and this podcast by pre-ordering your copy of the project right now on waitlist.net. As I like to say, spread the word about good music socially and support good music financially. As usual, we've got a few different pre-order packages for you to choose from. Whether that's the regular CD version or the deluxe CD package, the regular LP or the deluxe LP package, the regular MP3 or the deluxe MP3 package, or the t-shirt package that comes with a t-shirt and a blueprint lapel pin, something we've never done before, with either the deluxe CD or the vinyl package. Whatever format you need, we got you covered. And just so you know, there will only be 500 copies of the vinyl available, and it will be clear vinyl this time. We've done red, we've done orange, we've done blue, and now we're doing clear vinyl. So don't sleep. 
All pre-orders will ship out to arrive on May 22nd, which is well in advance of the official release date. So if you're listening to this, head over to waitlist.net right now and order your copy. I'm really proud of this record and 100% confident that you're gonna dig it too. To recap, my new solo album, Two-Headed Monster, will be out May 22nd on Waitlist Recordings and is pre-ordering right now on waitlist.net. Now back to the show. $550 on boxes. Yeah. That's that's that I hate that's that's the part I hate the wor- the most about about the new release. No, you're not is getting it. all of the supplies yeah. for the new release. Yeah. The boxes, the tape, uh, the you know, all of that shit. And then it's like that shit adds the fuck up. Yes, though. it does. And I gotta get started this week. So I'm gonna start packaging shit up. That shit's fucked up. But it's real. Yeah, it's real. It's unavoidable, man. Definitely real life. Hey, man, it's a blessing. You yeah, know. yeah. At least yeah. you got some shit to pack up. True. <laughs> Couple fans. Right, right. Can't complain. If you, had, if you only had to spend $100 on boxes. Yeah, you I'd know? be sick. Like, dog. <laughs> I ordered all this shit. Right. I don't need but 50 boxes for this shit. <laughs> right, right. I'm sitting on all this merch. I'm going to move all this shit, man. Right, right. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, that'd be a completely different conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. That has changed. Yeah. <laughs> that is different. <laughs> Over the years, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, we on uh, number, eight. number eight, and we are talking about how touring has changed over the years since we mm-hmm. started to now. The good of it, the bad of it, and everything in between. Word. And so we got three more left, and uh, the number eight is one that uh, we were talking about off air, which is crazy, and that now there is more data. Yeah. Meaning, so like I was talking about this on Twitter yesterday. I didn't get too deep into it, but I posted a JPEG of just how I'd finally got access to my Spotify uh, artist information, uh, which I'd never used my page. I didn't even have a profile pic of myself up. Somebody else just did that. Wow. Based on what my last release was. I just chose the cover. Mm. So I didn't know shit um, because I'd just been protesting quietly for years. You know? <laughs> like yeah. silent protest. You know, it was like fucking starving, hunger starving and shit. And so, uh, I I get on there because I hear about the data Mm -hmm. and I log in and I'm seeing data that's kind of fucking me up. Mm -hmm. And and what I saw was that Spotify has the ability because it's so many people like I don't want to say analytics are new. There are analytics on most social media apps, right? right? Like Instagram's got got it. Uh, We have it for SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. The problem with these other platforms for me is that you don't have as many people. Mm -hmm. So you don't know at the point of music what's going on right Uh so like you could have a bunch of fan fan book facebook fans in a city but that doesn't tell you what they're listening to right in that city right and therefore what you should be playing in that city in that city spotify does that Mm -hmm. it's telling you your songs that are super popular in that city um they're telling you like the trends over three months a year they're telling you your top countries, your top 50 fucking markets. It's insane. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful, man. In the way that it's like, I've seen that data before, but not on something that was so close to the user experience. Yeah. Right. So like our SoundCloud tells us what our SoundCloud listeners listen to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell us what all the podcasts 
on every platform. Yeah. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not as much data to draw from. Mm-hmm. So if you look at our SoundCloud, oh yeah, you guys got 200 listeners from Columbus. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really, really tell us that much. Right. As, as Spotify does, because it's like, yo, yeah, this is a huge pool now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all the more easy to see the trends. And so uh, th- this applies to touring in a sense that now what people are listening to can dictate the, the moves that you make mm-hmm. and you can move with less risk. Yeah, That's what I'm the most excited about. Less guesswork. Yeah. Because now we tour, we hope that we hot somewhere, mm-hmm. we show up, yeah. we hope people come out, yeah. but we're not backing that up with data. Right. Now you can see, okay, I got a thousand fans in this city. Right. I'm going to this city. Right. Because <laughs> if a hundred of them come right. and I play a hundred cat room. I'm good. I'm good. That's a success, right? Yeah. Whereas like before it's like, I'm going to the city because it's on the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's there. I don't know if anybody listens. I don't even I'm know a, if they got a hip hop, right? A, a hip hop fan base. There. They may not know me all, but yeah. I'm gonna go there because it's on the way. Mm-hmm. And you can end up just hurting yourself, Do wasting a door time. Deal. Yeah, <laughs> just making no money or losing money. Losing. You can lose money, and now it's like, okay, wait a minute. There's there's gonna be come a time when this gets even more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. So if this is what the future is, then this is gonna always be a component of touring now. And we did not have that in the past. Hell no. <laughs> we, we came from guessing. Yeah. The guess era. We just went to big cities. Yeah, that was it. For the most known cities. Right. Chicago, let's yep. fuck with you. LA, San yep. Fran. Just the major cities. That was it. Indianapolis. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we went to just the major cities. Yeah. In, Even in if we didn't do state. well in like an in Indianapolis, yeah. we went. Yep. Like who was, what if we were, we were better? Cause I think we played Chicago many times. But yeah. we were usually better in uh, Urbana. Yeah. Or Champagne. Or, or Carbondale. Yeah. Like we did better in those places a lot of time, but we didn't have no data to back it up. Right. We just knew when we went there. Because we got booked. We're yeah. like, well, people must fuck with me. <laughs> right. Somebody wants to pay us some money. Yeah. And give us a hotel room. You don't really know. And the way it's going to get even more sophisticated, which is something that uh, my guy Hubert passed my way, was like this video he showed me of this guy. They were basing their routing on it. But furthermore than basing their routing on the, the Spotify data, they were basing uh, their advertising. Mm. So they're like, okay, we've got. 5,000 fans in LA mm-hmm. or, or, or listeners in LA, so says Spotify. So now we're going to do an advertisement for our show there mm-hmm. that targets these people right. to try to get them to a show. Yeah, and see where you should spend money on advertising and where you shouldn't. See, this is going to, this is, this is significant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how much it's going to impact what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. but I know for all artists moving forward, mm-hmm. This is gonna the access to data is gonna play a big part. Yeah, definitely. You know, so that's uh that's <laughs> huge. Man, if we'd have had that back in the day. Man, listen. Yeah, so that's number eight. No, that's number nine. Oh, that, that oh, was that was more eight. data. Yeah, so eight. oh yeah, so number nine. Number nine reason, uh, the way things have changed is that there are now more markets than ever. Thanks to us. <laughs> <laughs> that's the realest shit because when you look at like the touring landscape. Prior to what Rhyme Sayers was doing, when when Slug and those guys was going out, going everywhere, they were opening up touring markets that people were not touching and developing those markets to the mm-hmm. point to where uh, markets like Duluth, right. uh, like Oshkosh, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, what's the one? In Mil- uh, not Milwaukee, but the, the Madison, Madison yeah. places where people weren't underground hip hop. Hip hop wasn't really going there yeah. because at that time, major label hip hop 
they would go to the major major cities milwaukee they weren't playing the minor markets the alternate markets and what our whole movement did was we straight up went out and built up all of these markets. Wasn't nobody playing El Paso. No. Wasn't nobody playing Albuquerque. No. Wasn't nobody playing Santa Fe, yeah. Las Cruces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of these places I didn't even know existed Denton, until Idea took me yeah, out. Yeah, Denton, you know Texas. What I'm places that, yeah, what? I, I think the first time we played Denton was in like 2003, I want to yeah. say. Like it was long and it was like scary because it was like some backwoods shit. Yeah, off the cut. Yeah, way off in not, the cut. Not Dallas, Denton. Denton, you yes. know what I'm saying? So, like, we were playing, we, not Houston. Right. You know what I mean? Austin. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, we were playing all of these markets, San Antonio. Killing it, too. Killing it. And Killing so, it. So, the, the thing is that now, because now we're looking at it 15 years later, these places have developed and now it's dope for everybody right because now you ain't got to convince motherfuckers that hip-hop can work in dayton ohio right you know what i'm saying yo it's worth bringing me to fucking you know what i mean cincinnati or whatever mm. the fuck because i know no major people want to come here right. or only major people but no we're smaller we can do a small room here and we can win mm. and uh that's the reality now that's stronger than ever yeah. Even though we started it back then, yeah. and we cultivated it, and we watered that motherfucker, man, and you know what I mean, we fertilized it. Yeah, it's grown. It's a reality now. It's a fucking tree. Yeah, it's a tree with many branches, and those branches, you know, they they they, they allow us to eat. You know what I'm saying? They bear fruit. Bear fruit. They bear fruit. You know what I'm saying? It's like a giant apple tree now, man. We planted the seeds. Word. And that's one of the dope changes that mm-hmm. have happened to touring over the years. And so we come now upon the last item. Numero 10. Yes. And this is one that every artist should feel. Mm-hmm. And I hope you do. Even if you don't get it now, you know, it's going to be on some goody mob shit. You know, listen to me now. Believe, <laughs> Believe me, me later on in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason things have changed is that merch is more important now than ever. Yes. Merch is more important now than ever. Mm. Look, we in an era now where once upon a time, labels had nothing to do with merch nothing at all right like, that was all you yeah basically your cd they would split that with you mm-hmm. but anything you came up with on your own yeah. was yours and so you knew that even if your record flopped you had a way to eat mm-hmm. now we live in the era of the 360 deal yes where many artists are signing away uh, rights to a percentage of their merch and everything else and licensing when they sign their deal just like they did the album. I mean, it makes sense for the label to want a bigger piece of the pie, right? But as an artist, you gotta understand that more hands in your shit means less ways to eat on your own. Right. If shit hit the fan, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, merch is more important than ever. Like having a way to get money and to, to, to monetize what you do outside of the, the record industry, so to speak, mm-hmm. is mad important. Yeah. And so I think people got to really realize that now, man. We, you and I do shows all the time where if it wasn't for merch, we wouldn't make no money. Oh, hell yeah. You know, we do shows where we make more on the merch table than we did on the show itself. Hell yeah. I mean, shoot, this last show I did, I did basically for merch. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, sometimes that's because it's important. Yeah. You know, it's important. And it's because back in the day, you could have, even if you didn't have any T-shirts. Yeah. If you had like two or three CDs, yeah. you was eating. Yep. Now, if you have CDs, they don't mm, move that fast. They don't move that fast. You got to have vinyl. You got to have T-shirts. Yep. You got to have even cassette tapes. You got to have something that is a novelty item that makes them really want to pick it up. Something they can't download. Yep. 
Yeah, because I remember back in the day we used to say you can't download a shirt. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, we always said that because we knew that the the days of the CDs moving like there was were gonna come to it. Yeah, there was gonna come to it. Because even when then, even in two thousand when we first started touring, foods like, oh yeah, downloading it was extra taboo then. Right. Like, oh, you downloaded my shit. Right. You bootlegged my shit. Oh man, you ain't no real fan. Yeah. You know, so we were like, oh man, sell a shirt. They can't download a shirt. Mm -hmm. You know, and that shit is fucking facts because the everything is changing. Yeah. And so as an artist, if you're touring, especially the one of the worst things you can do is have no merch. It affects your ability to, to take certain shows. Like you're saying, you you would you could take that show because you knew I got the merch thing. Ratchet. <laughs> right. I'm going to make at least my gas money back yep. just by setting up this merch table yep. and being here and playing and doing what I do on stage. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I won't lose money playing. Mm -hmm. Anything above that is a victory. Right. Right. But imagine the artist who doesn't have merch. Mm -hmm. They evaluate that same opportunity and they say, well, you know what? If they're not guaranteeing me money, I'm not playing. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming. You could play that show. And in that show, it lets you meet somebody who books you for your next headlining show there. Right. And next thing you know, because you went out and you sacrificed on that one, you broke even. Mm -hmm. Now your next one, you, you, you get to eat. You get to eat for real. You can sacrifice more when you have more autonomy. And so merch game, wild important. Definitely. I don't got nothing to add to that. Nothing to add to that? That's all bars. Okay, okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. that Recap? Was, yeah, we'll recap. So, we'll go from uh, number one to number ten. Man, how touring has changed over the years. And uh, reason number one, direction game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Way stronger now. Way better. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gas prices. You know what I'm saying? Kind of in between, but a little worse, a little better. You yeah, know? in between now, but in between, we've yeah. seen the highs of the highs and yeah. the lows of the lows. Exactly. Uh, hotel prices. Yeah. Way worse now. <laughs> way you know what I'm saying? More niche audiences. That's good and the bad. Yeah, you it, know depends. I mean? it depends. It depends on how you look at it. You got to finesse that one. Yeah. Number five, food. Mm. We eating yeah. way better. <laughs> For real. You know what I'm saying? Health is wealth. Right. Uh, number six, everybody raps. Bad. Yes. <laughs> All bad. All bad. Too many MCs, not enough mics. Exactly. In the words of the most honorable. Uh, <laughs> Proswell. <laughs> the mighty exalted. Yeah, the exalted Proswell. <laughs> the mighty prophet Proswell. You know, hit us with that. Biblical bar. <laughs> that gym. Yeah, that gym. One to live by. Uh, Too many MCs, not enough mics. Yeah. Uh, number seven, networking is easier now. Good thing. Number eight, more data. Mm. Number nine, more markets now. Mm. Number 10, merch is more important now than ever. Word. We talk about this just to let you guys know that no matter what you do, no matter what field you in, the field itself, the terrain will change. Yeah. We've been around for a long time, but we've had to adopt, yeah. adapt because things have changed. Yeah. Right underneath our feet, the terrain has changed. And uh, keep this in mind next time you might think, well, you know what? This thing is uncomfortable right now. Mm -hmm. Understand it could get worse. Yeah, it could be worse. And it, most likely it will get better. Exactly. Most likely it will get better. You never know. You just have to stay the course. Yeah. Be good yeah. for a long period of time and you'll be okay no matter what the terrain is doing. And uh, touring has been like that for us and we know that you'll hopefully experience the same thing in your field. Word. And that's all we got this week. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got style.
cars already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>